I had a fisherman that taught me more in one sentence than I learned uh, like in a year of streamer fishing on my own. He he had this horrible fly on. It wasn't this beautiful thing that was, you know, whatever. But he made the cast and this fish blew up behind us on the other side of the boat. So he turns around, throws a fly over there, hangs the fish, proceeds to land this 26-inch brown. Um, and he looks at me and he said, man, that fish would have eaten a Snickers bar if I threw it over there. That was Brian Weiss sharing some good advice of why your fly is not really critical. This coming from a streamer, fly-tying YouTuber. This is the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. We'll help you on your fly fishing journey with classic stories covering steelhead fishing, fly tying, and much more. Hey, how's it going today? Thanks for stopping by the Fly Fishing Show. If you get a chance, please subscribe and uh, share this episode with one other person that uh, needs some tips on streamers. Brian Wise is on to share some big uh, tips on tying and fishing streamers. Brian has an amazing fly tying channel where he speeds up the learning curve for streamers. We find out how Cake shaped one of his early videos, which sinking lines you need for getting down to the fish, and how to find the best habitat and the biggest fish. Stay tuned till the end of this one when Josh Clausen reads a poem about brook trout from the recent edition of the Fly Fishing and Tying Journal. Before we get started, I wanted to take a moment to thank our sponsors. We've got a great new sponsor for the podcast with some very comfortable products. SoFly Gear, headed up by 17-year-old James Carlin of the U.S. Youth Fly Fishing Team, has a buttery, soft, quick-drying line that I have been loving. Head over to SoFlyGear.com and support James and the podcast. The Fly Fishing and Tying Journal has an exceptional fall edition out right now. Head over to ftjangler.com to support the great work Craig and the gang have created just for you. That's ftjangler.com. So without further ado, here's Brian Wise from flyfishingtheozarks.com. How's it going, Brian? Good. How are you? Good. Good to have you on here. Uh, we're we're going to dig into a few things. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting because we're going into, I, I break these things out into seasons and we're kind of going into a dry fly season. But the cool thing is on my show, I'm pretty flexible. So I like to mix it up. But I always get I always get great guests that come on that maybe aren't in line with the, the season. And I love to have them on because, you know, you are a big name. You know, especially in the streamer game, people love your videos. So we're going to talk about all the videos you have going, but can you start us off back to how you first got into fly fishing and then how you brought it to where you are today? Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I love how you, I love how you lead in with, you know, kind of getting into a, a dry fly time of year. And then I just come in with a big boom and it's, we're just going to talk streamers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I got into, I got into fly fishing what what most people would probably call late in life i i was not one of those people that that grew up fly fishing um i don't have this this big romantic story about how i was i, I picked up a fly rod at five years old yeah that type of thing i i'm uh i'm a late in life guy i i actually kind of grew up fishing a little bit but i grew up more of an athlete um i was playing basketball and baseball um every month of the year mm-hmm. um so I, that, that's what I did. And then I, um, I actually, I played competitive ball 
and um, then I blew my knee out mm. right before college, and um, things kind of went downhill from there with the sports. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so I had to find something to do, um, and, and that's when fishing started. Uh, I, I I spin fished, uh, which which you know around where I am, I, there's there lakes and rivers there. There are so many lakes and rivers of different species that it's it's absolutely crazy. So I spent fished really hard for about a year and then um actually got bored with it because it would just it just seemed like the same thing over and over and over. And um then yeah, enter fly fishing and it just hmm. yeah. <laughs> just yep. took over from there. I was about I don't know, I was maybe twenty yeah when I started fly fishing. So Yeah. Yeah, no, I, kind of an old man by then. Exactly. You know, I've heard that number. It's you know, we've heard tons of stories, obviously here, and I've actually heard right around that range the number of people that have you know they were doing whatever, and then right around twenty or somewhere in there, they they kind of switched and it, it clicked and they went all in on it. And and for you, so now where were you? Where are you at now? And where were you when you first got into fly fishing? Well, um, I'm actually I'm pretty much in the same spot that I was whenever I started fly fishing. I am, I'm in. What would be probably called uh, extreme southern Missouri. Uh, it's basically I could almost throw a rock to the Arkansas state line. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> so, uh, but but you know, one of the things around here is, you know, we're from Missouri. We you know those Arkansas people are totally totally different. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> it's, it's with with the White River being gosh. 30 miles away from me. I've got obviously a whole bunch of buddies that are from Arkansas. And, um, I throw that out there every chance I get. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I was, I, I kind of extreme South central Missouri, um, very Northern Arkansas. That, that's kind of, that's kind of my area. Okay. Kind of what would probably call be called the Northern part of the Ozarks. Okay. Um, that's, that's kind of where I am. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so your home river would be, what do you consider your home river? My, my home river is hands down the North Fork of the White River. It's, okay. it's you know, you kind of think of the White River as a chain. Um, and we are on the upstream side of the lakes. So like the White River and the North Fork River in Arkansas are tailwaters. So this river is a freestone above the lake of that and it's a, a totally totally different beast like it's a uh, like the it's 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 known more for like wild rainbows they haven't stopped rainbows in since like the mid 60s or something like that uh-huh. um so you know extreme southern missouri has a completely freestanding um strain of of rainbows hmm. that you know they haven't touched in years it's kind of a kind of an anomaly it's, no it's it's very very cool very very cool but you know it has big huge brown trout in it too so. yeah it's got brown so so okay yeah and i wanted to get to the uh i always like to hear the basketball story we've had a few basketball guests and i was basketball is my sport and baseball but especially uh-huh. basketball and uh so now and what what position were you playing um i was a i'm i'm about i'm a little bitty dude i'm yeah. about five eight Yep. <laughs> and so I was a guard. I yeah. was I was a total guard, but then I was a in baseball I was a catcher. Oh wow. So yeah, and and baseball was probably my better sport. Um I uh I would so but I blew my knee out in basketball, of course. Yeah. Um and uh so you know, I was being scouted as a catcher. No kidding. Um 
And then you blow your knee out as a in basketball when when they start asking for medical transcripts to see if you're going to yep. play ball in college and you're a catcher that blew their no. knee out. It's kind of like, oh, yep. yeah, we'll call you. Don't call us. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. You're, it's already bad enough you're out behind the plate bending your knees all the time, right? That's pretty tough on the knees as a catcher. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So so what, what did that – I mean, you take us to that moment. So, I mean, you're thinking probably like major leagues, stuff like that, right? I mean, you got big dreams and then and then you blow your knee out. I mean, take us to that moment. What does what that – what's that feel like? How do you – Right, you know, that? I would – I, I was a, a like I always like to say that you know um, basketball was my better sport. There's there are two things I could do on a on a baseball was my better sport. I, I there are two things I could do on a basketball court. I could run and I could jump. I had like this ridiculously freak show vertical. Oh wow! So you could could you dunk? Uh, yeah, you could yeah. dunk at five eight. <laughs> I was five eight. I was like Spud Webb. Wow! Just so at, you <laughs> had like a forty. You had like a forty inch vertical or something. Yeah, I was north of forty. I was more Damn. like forty four. Damn. I know it was ridiculous. It was, I was kind of that freak show that people, but I couldn't do anything else. There was, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's enough, man. I'll tell you what, if you're five, eight and you're white and you're ducking, that's like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, so when I blew my knee out, it basically what the deal was, was, um, I could jump. I, I had too much power and whenever I would, whenever I jumped once, it just literally, it, it just blew it apart. It was like, I, I, I'm really, really lucky to be able to do what I do now Yeah, in all seriousness. So, um, so, you know, it, it was, it was like, I had immediate surgery, you know, yep. it wasn't like CL and right. stuff like that. And I had surgery that night Damn. Uh, and then basically had reconstruction, reconstructive nurse surgery as a teenager Ooh. and, um, was told, you know, you're, you, you're never going to play ball again yep. and stuff like that. And, um, I actually came back and played everything. I missed one year. So it's the only thing that helped me keep getting scouted was, was I came back so quick. Um, but then, you know, I, I had, uh, I had verbal commitments and stuff like that. And literally they said, um, you know, we, we start off with a verbal, then we go to signing day and stuff like that. And, um, I, I visited these colleges and, and stuff like that and everything was good to go. And I, as a teenager, I didn't even think, you know, yeah. oh, they're going to see my medical transcripts. And then, uh, I'll never forget, uh, head coach came in and, and talked to me and he was like, Hey, great, this is good. And then trainer came in and he was like, Hey, we'd, all we need to do is, is get your medical transcripts and we're done. And oh, I was wow. like, great, great. Let's do this. And then, yeah, then I got wow. a call. Was that for baseball <laughs> or basketball? That was baseball. And what yeah, college that was, was that? Um, I was, well, I had uh, Missouri Southern, um, yep. a little college called CFO, um, and SEMO, oh, wow. uh, Southeast Missouri. Okay, so, yeah, 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 Missouri, because that's a big baseball. I mean, I know Missouri Southern, I think that's the name I've heard about, right? There's, you get yeah, pretty yeah. good baseball down there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good in the NAI oh, side, side of things. Now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it was, and it was, it was a great school then. It's, and it's a great school now. Um, I ended up not going to any of those schools. I was just mad at them. Yeah. That's <laughs> all I could imagine. <laughs> but, um, but no, it, it turned out, you know, in all seriousness, if I didn't blow my knee out, I honestly, I think there's a 0% chance that I'd be fly fishing right now. No kidding. Like, like zero. I, I just, I don't see how in the world I would have ever gotten into it because it was so far out of you know huh. what it was so far out of my realm like it wasn't even close 
like um, the outdoors and, and stuff like that. The only part of the outdoors was, you know, when I was playing ball, that's, I mean, that and running, uh, you know, yeah. I, I was kind of a runner. It's just, it was just kind of like, I just didn't do that stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, it, 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 everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer in it. And yeah, hmm. that's, so that's what, what it. was it about fly fishing when you first, uh, I mean, you know, you spin fish for a, a year or so, you know, what, like in fly fishing, what triggered it? Why, why did you go so all in on, what was it? Is there one thing that sticks out to you? Because the YouTube channel we're going to talk about in a little bit, you've, you've created a, a pretty amazing YouTube channel and gone all in there, but I'm curious to hear how, you, you know, what triggered it for you? Well, um, you know, I, I would like to say, I, I don't want to get like, like all, all mushy and in my field, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it really, I think the vast majority of it was, um, like I got, I got pretty solid at spin fishing, like really, really quickly. But then my mind kept thinking, okay, you, you're getting, you can, I, like I can go and I can go catch fish anywhere with a, with a spinning rod or gear and, um, and do just about anything I want to do, but there's gotta be more to it than that. Yeah. Why, why is it so easy? And then I started fly fishing and I was, I had a buddy that whenever I was growing up, um, he was the only person I ever saw with a fly rod. Actually, we were, we were on a Creek just kind of swimming and he brought a fly rod. And I was like, I remember being like, (laughs) why are you just waving that thing around? Aren't you going to (laughs) fish? I'll never forget it. But he was the only person I had even seen do it. But I knew it was something that was, I, 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 I figured there was more to it and more, more involved in fly fishing than there was spin fishing. Like, like I know there are a lot of nuances with, with both, but, and I'll still stand firm on this. And, um, there's, there's a lot more to learn in the, on the fly fishing side of things. And, and I think that's what intrigued me the most about it. It was, it wasn't easy. I had to have, um, I, I had to have something that was just, just that just outside of reach you know just a that goal that was just 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 outside of reach and and you know in spin fishing i found that goal really quick and then yeah. i just kind of plateaued where fly fishing gosh i don't think yeah. i've plateaued on anything in fly fishing <laughs> so it, it that was most of it you basically yeah you basically got bored i mean that was the and i've heard that you know a number of times where people start spin fishing and then they We've talked a lot about, you know, with steelhead fishing where you kind of nail it and it's like you're just catching a bunch of steelhead and then you're like, okay, what, what's the next harder thing? And, and you're kind of doing the same thing. That, that makes sense. Exactly. Well, exactly. So, so yeah, so you dug in. We mentioned the YouTube channel. Let, let's just start off with the YouTube channel. How did you, you know, get the idea to start this channel? And can you just describe it to maybe somebody who's who hasn't seen it yet? Because it is pretty unique the way you do, you know, you got the music mixed in and sometimes you don't talk and you, you have, you know, you fast forward through things. It's it's pretty sweet. So describe <laughs> your channel for to somebody new. Okay, so um, so I, I guide so I, that's it. It all basically kind of started. Um, YouTube was was pretty new, like fairly new. It wasn't like a big, huge thing. Um, whenever actually Vimeo was bigger than yeah. YouTube for people that took it serious uh, back then. And um, but I wanted to uh, I, I wanted to market my 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 little guiding business more. Um, and, and it was like, I was thinking, this is 2000, 
gosh, this is 2005, maybe mm-hmm. somewhere around there. It, it, it's, it's, it was, it was a little while back and you know, video for professional video equipment, it was like crazy yeah. expensive, but then they started you know, like selling these little uh, point and shoot cameras that were actually really solid, <laughs> like um, for stills and stuff like that. So I got a little, got into photography and I was, I started off making slideshows actually of just like pictures and, and little tiny short clips here of really bad video mm-hmm. um, and setting them to music and, and did that. And then I, it all, the, the channel <laughs> that everybody kind of knows now um, really kind of kicked in when I was getting ready to do a musky fishing trip. Um, me and some buddies were going to go to, uh, to Wisconsin and, and, uh, and do some, do some musky fishing. And, and I knew that we were going to do a video while we were gone because we had, uh, we had some capabilities there. And, um, so as like a teaser for it, I sat down and tied a big musky fly and, and it took me like 30 minutes to tie. Yeah. And I was just like, this is, oh, this is ridiculous. Nobody's going to watch a 30 minute video on somebody spinning thread around a hook. (laughs) So what I did was, um, (laughs) I, I sped it all up. It was all one take. I do, I do it totally different now, but, um, it was all one take. Uh, I sped it up to where it was like maybe a five minute video and I set it to cake. Oh yeah. Uh, the distance, the distance. Nice. (laughs) So (laughs) it just kind of made sense, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Back in the time when you didn't have to worry about royalties, right? You could just, exactly. Yeah. Is that still out there? Could you still find that? Uh, Oh, it's, it's still, I, I, the music is gone because I, because of certain things, right? Well, because of once you hit a certain point on YouTube, uh, like, like if you don't have any subscribers, there are no copyright issues, but they'll, they'll say, Hey, yeah, you can keep this copyright, but it doesn't matter because you don't have, enough oh, subscribers. how many do you need before you have to get locked it's down? It's just like a thousand yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It's a thousand or 5,000. It's something like that. But, yeah. um, so, so yeah, after I hit that, they, they went through all my videos and said, okay, you got to fix this, 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 and this. So it's one of those that's still out there, but it's totally different music. And it, gotcha. Uh, so, so if you watch, I'll, I'll find a link. I'll put a link in the show notes to it. But if you listen to it now, would would it be not quite as good as the cake video or the cake? Oh no, it was nowhere. It'll be nowhere near as good as the cake video because no it was kidding. so good. <laughs> it was. Uh, I, I know, it, but it, that that it, that song just did. It was just so perfect. So how do you and do it, was, it now? How, how do you do it now? With I mean, you got uh, you had that perfect cake. So now you obviously you got these great. How do you find the the right music? Now? Do you still add music to your videos usually? Yes. So yeah. All my all my videos have music. Um, a very very little talking. Like actually, um, <laughs> the if if I talk, it's when I'm giving myself crap usually yeah like if, if i break my thread or if i you know just if i stab my finger with a hook point you know just yep. something like that it's just um just one of those things and for some reason it's it's people love when i mess up <laughs> it's just like <laughs> so so it you know it, and it's so easy to just cut that out but yeah. instead of cutting it out why not just give myself a little bit of crap and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and leave it in there and, 
let out, let other people give me crap too. So which they love to do. It's great. Exactly. Yeah. No, that is, it's interesting. I, I think about the music thing because it's, um, you know, I think that probably is a struggle for a lot of people that, that want to do something similar, but you know, where do you, where do you get this? So do you have a certain place? Do you have any recommendations on where people can find music? Are you making your own or what are you doing there? Oh, I wish I could make my own. I, I, I am, I have zero talent there. Um, (laughs) in, in a perfect world, I, in all seriousness, in a perfect world, uh, those people that are doing that are the ones that are are just on a on the level they need to be on. Oh, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's crazy. But I I have like five or six sites um, that I really look at. Um, I think four of them are like a subscription based thing. So, oh, gotcha. whenever you yep. know what I mean, it's, it's it kind of hits that point where yeah. You, you have to you have to start buying yeah you just gotta pay and, yeah yeah you just have to do it so it, it it's it it's it's at that point now um to where i i have to do that and and then go from there because even like certain copyright free sites that are free sites um i'll still get dinged on yeah. a, a copyright claim every once in a while or it'll be like a really good video and like five years later i'll get dinged on a copyright and it's like ah Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, because it's just like podcasts, you know, YouTube is there, you know, yeah. so I'm, I still have, I, I still have, you know, videos that came out, say, eight years ago that are still getting, you know, several thousand views a month. Uh-huh. And, um, which, so it's just, it, it's there for good. It's oh, not yeah. like regular television. It's just, it's so much. No, it's not going away. No, you, never. You kind of, you you kind of build build on it. Um, well, I want to talk. You know, you mentioned the the speeding it up. How you first that was the video that really triggered what a lot of the what you do now. Um, and I think you kind of speed through stuff that maybe is the stuff everybody knows and maybe is the boring stuff. Can you talk about you know as far as maybe some tips and you know if we talk about fly tying tips and you tie a lot of streamers, but what's the stuff that you don't? Um, I mean, is there stuff that you stop that you don't fast forward through that stuff like somebody can actually learn? Uh, Talk about that. How could somebody, if they come on here and they want to learn some, some tips on what you do, do you break it down and slow things down for people? Yeah, there are, there are some things that I, (laughs) this, this may sound a little, a little bad, but, um, the whole, the whole reason I kind of started, um, doing my style of videos. I say my style of videos. I, um, it's not really my style. The reason I started speeding up, uh, the videos was because I didn't want (laughs) to, I didn't want to, I hated listening to somebody tie a fly. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was, I found myself, you know, zipping through the parts where it was like, okay, everybody knows how to wind thread on a hook. I don't need, you know, I don't need, to know that part um i and and say i already know how to how to you know stack a marabou tail i already know how to do that so i can just buzz through that get to the next part so i found myself doing that and but when i get to like a like it and a very important part of the fly that i consider being very important and typically it's like per fly so like all these streamers and 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 I kind of, I hate to kind of bounce around, but, um, I do, I've only done one video. That's my actual fly. Mm. So, um, I've been, I've been lucky enough to, what I do is, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a wedding singer. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm like a cover band for, 
a streamer fly tires. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so like you have Gallup and Rich Strollis and Mike Schmidt and Andreas Anderson. And we just, this, this plethora of all this, these insanely talented fly designers. So what I do is I take their flies and, and do a video on their flies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so that's, that's how I do it. So, but every fly has something that is that that makes it stand out or be a little different that I think is is very important. So whenever I come to one of those steps, I might I might stop the video and say, okay, wait, wait, wait. This is this is when you need to pay attention and I'll you know I'll do it slow and and I don't I don't want to say I'll walk through it because streamer tying the the type of streamer tying that I lean toward which is the articulated slide that that big stuff um mm-hmm. it's it's usually not for somebody that's brand new to fly tying anyway no. you know so um so I kind of I kind of cater to those those intermediate and advanced tires that that got that have that stuff on the streamer tying videos um that's yeah. that's that's what I do I do have a I did start a, a whole new series oh it's been Several months ago now, I that kind of snuck up on me. Hmm. Maybe about a year, hmm. but it, that is just tips. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll sit down and do, and it's actually I I talk through it. Um, oh, okay, so you have a whole. There's a I'll put a link to that. So there's a you have a like a video like a playlist that's just fly tying tips. Exactly, and exactly, it, and it's gotcha, and it's 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 totally different. It and it, what I what I kind of realized was that okay, there are some people that. Um, that can that can learn something from from this stuff and uh but i don't i will never be one of those guys that's going to be um mundane just you know kind of boring uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I i'll never be that way so i i think i kind of have a cool way of teaching um that's gonna that's gonna keep you hmm. interested like like one of my um i just i did one very recently on rabbit strips Okay, a, a so tip, it's like a tips video. Yeah, just yeah. just rabbit strips. Just how to how to tie with rabbit strips. What to do with them. The different things. But I I want to show you something that you maybe never seen before. You know that's that's my whole goal. You know even if somebody that's been tying for twenty years, mm-hmm. uh, if 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 I can show them one thing and show somebody that's brand new like three or four things, then that's a total win. That's a perfect video. So. Yeah. But then I need to entertain them a little bit too, so that's ultimate goal. Yeah, you know, show show beginners something or several things. Show somebody that's been tying for a long time something, and then entertain them while I'm at it, and 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 we win. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I've said this before the the three E's, you know, and this goes with podcasting and probably goes with YouTube or anything. But the entertain, educate, you said, and the other one is the emotion, and I think. You know, if you, if you have at least two of those three, you probably have a, a successful, um, you know, podcast or video, right? And, really well put. And, yeah. And, and so you, and I'm sure you get a little of the emotion as well there. Yeah. I would like to go on, you know, the route rabbit strips and the tips you talked about. Maybe we can go down and break down some of those videos and just talk maybe a, a top 10 tips or maybe some of the videos you've gone through to talk about. Maybe if somebody wanted some streamer tips, the, could we just, I know fly tying is not an easy thing to do, but at least we can uh, highlight it. Could, could we do something like that? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 So awesome. yeah. How'd you break those down? How, how, the videos, is there a, is there like a bunch of them or are there just certain specific types? Did you, do you go in on rabbit strips or how, how are they focused? 
Um, the fly tying tips videos are are not streamer specific. Uh, so oh, cool. so my my channel was kind of known as oh he's that streamer guy. Yep. Um, but then I did this this tying tips series, and and I knew I knew right off the bat that I didn't want to only do like um, tips that would only help you on streamers. You know, I, I wanted to cover. Typically, what I wanted to do was cover materials. It, it's typically not like a technique or something like that. So I did like a deep dive on marabou. Um, I did a deep dive like on EP fibers. Um, just, just different, different things. I, I can't remember all. Of them, yeah, so there's a bunch. <laughs> yeah, there's a few. Um, so, so what I would do is uh, I'll break down like like for like little tiny tips like. Like for like on the Marabou, one of the one of the biggest comments I got, or the most comments I got about the Marabou tip video was like whenever you tie in Marabou and you and you cut it off, like 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 when you cut Marabou, it, the biggest tip that I gave that people just went crazy over mm-hmm. was you just you spin the stem really really tight and then cut it. And it's this tiny little ball of marabou right on the hook that's left. Mm-hmm. You don't have this big, huge fluff of marabou. Yeah. And so it's just, it, sometimes it's just that little stuff. Yeah, that's um, a good tip. And, and that's when I, that's when I just kind of, I, I decided to let it, let it roll. Yeah. I, I just, I, I've got a, I've got a book that is, is kind of, <laughs> I call myself, it's kind of like my, you know how, um, uh, oh shoot! The uh, the Adam Sandler movie. Oh, the football player. Oh, when he was the football uh, player. Yeah. Oh shoot! Yeah, what was that one called? Damn. It'll be a good one, and, and we can we can get, we can work through this. Yeah, we'll get it. It'll lead. We'll get it. Um, uh, the Water Boy. Oh, okay. Water yeah. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so I have this book that is uh is kind of is kind of my my playbook. I kind of call it like the you know how Coach Klein on the Water Boy on Adam Sandler's The Water Boy. Uh, it's it's like it's my Coach Klein book, I, and I've got all this stuff. It's like um it's it's I've got all this stuff written down, and, and uh, this is as close as I had come to like um having any kind of format in my videos at all. Yeah. So I have, I have direction and, and stuff like that. And I'll go to Instagram and, uh, ask like my followers on Instagram, Hey, I'm getting ready to do a such and such tips video. Uh, what would you like to see? And then, you know, the help have them play, be a part of it and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. I haven't seen a lot of, um, YouTube channels that um that do like tips like that um you know some of them are uh either very very long or very very short or you know something like that and i i i don't want to go too far like i did a deer hair video um that was kind of long i think it was 18 minutes and i'm sitting there like no people are never gonna watch this video they went crazy Mm. (laughs) so yeah i just it totally youtube has totally changed from even just a couple years ago you know that whenever everybody was was shooting for that you know that four minute video that everybody wanted a four minute video you go over four minutes and nobody watches it's totally different 
especially in COVID. (laughs) Especially in COVID times. (laughs) Let's take it to the fishing, if and because you're guiding, which I didn't even really realize. So um, let's let's jump into that a little bit. You you, uh, and we're talking. You you mentioned earlier the North Fork of the White River. Is that the main river you guide on? Yes, that's that's my that's my bread and butter. That's your bread and butter. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, maybe just t- take us to the river and talk about how you, when you have your clients out there, how you get them into fish and what, what's that look like? Right on. Well, you know, um, like, like I said earlier, the, the North Fork of the White is a, is a freestone stream. It, um, you know, everybody hears white river and they automatically think that Arkansas yeah. big, huge water, you know? Do. So, um, this is a, this is a totally different beast. Most of the time, if you, um, uh, if, if I were to fly you uh, with a blindfold to a spot on the North Fork of the White River in extreme southern Missouri, uh, you would swear that you were on the South Platte in Colorado. Oh, wow. It's just, it looks exactly like it, runs exactly like it, the fish are exactly the same. It's just, it's it's very, very cool. So, um, you know, what, especially with like, the YouTube stuff and, and everything that's kind of, that's kind of gone on and, and how, how I've kind of been, um, directed in this, this streamer direction. Um, I have, a, I have a lot of people that just want to go throw streamers with mm-hmm. me. Um, and, and this river really, it does, it, it's, it is, it's such a good river to learn how to really streamer fish, hmm. like, like, like for real streamer fish. Cause it's got, everything it's got big long holes that you can you can fish um it's got you know real quick stuff that you have to throw on the bank and strip off the bank and so um so i get a lot of people that want to learn streamer fishing and um that is that that's like my that's like my perfect day if if i can just describe my perfect day give me somebody that that can that can handle a rod and we're we're talking eight weights and sinking lines here oh, you know wow. we're yeah we do not surround it's 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 the real deal what's sinking line maybe run through that real quick what sinking lines are you using for for a typical a typical day out there okay so um i with <laughs> with streamer fishing you're already kind of um handicapping yourself oh yeah you are are you using i mean how big are these flies you're typically using out there from six to eight, nine inches. Oh, wow. So Some gigantic. Room. Yeah. So you're in the big, you're, yeah, not, so... you're, not, you're not in the little streamer game. This is the big streamer game. <laughs> right. Yeah. We are basically, basically every cast, um, you're looking for the biggest fish in your life. And so and, and there's a couple of things that come. I mean, that right there, and I haven't done a ton of the big streamer game, you know, I've really ever done any of that gigantic stuff, but it just sounds like an amazing thing even if you don't catch fish just trying to toss i mean literally trying to toss the thing out there um it's just it sounds amazing so yeah take us to that so so i'm i'm coming there um i can cast an eight weight i i'm i can throw this i don't know if we're hucking are we chucking and ducking and all that stuff or what's that like it, it you know how far are you casting Okay, so most of the time, if if people aren't super familiar with like the articulated streamer game, um, that's the first thing they think of is, oh, you're you're throwing like a an eight inch fly, that's got to be heavy, but yep. they are weightless. Most of them that we are fishing are called swim flies. Um, there's no weight to them. The only weight is in the hook. That's, that's amazing. it. And that's because of, uh, describe that. How do you make a, a humongous uh, eight inch fly weightless? 
so when you start talking big flies, you, most of the stuff that that we are going to throw, it's it's a pretty long cast. Like like you're you're going to cast quite a ways at any at any given point, uh, thirty to sixty seventy feet. Um, if if you can if you can pull it, I'll let you throw some. Hmm. Um, and but it's 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 so different of a game than it was say ten years ago, where where we're talking. Um, you know, when you put a sink tip onto a floating line, and yep. it was just this horrible, exactly. horrible. Thing. <laughs> Not good. So, so now we have um, integrated sink tips that are beautiful to cast. They're super easy. Everybody, everybody that that does this looks at me and they're like. I thought this was going to be way hard and, and yeah. it's, it's not. Uh, so, so basically you'll, we have these, these seven inch, eight inch flies that are built out of bucktail for the most part. Um, and bucktail, what it does is makes a big profile, but there's no weight to it. Like it doesn't, it's not going to soak up a whole bunch of water, like, like rabbit or marabou or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it gives this big profile, uh, but very little weight. You can throw them like a dart. Hmm. They, they are they're really really nice. What's an example? A name of a fly we can look at to see one of these. A double deceiver. Just D- just double deceiver. Okay. <laughs> yep. Just look up a double deceiver. That is um, that's probably the go to on oh, gosh seventy percent of the time. Some kind of double deceiver. And who tied that? Who, whose pattern is that? Mike Schmidt is probably known most for it. Um, yeah. But it, it's in, in all seriousness, it's a lefty pattern. Yeah, uh, that's right. The dece- lefty yeah, the decided. Yeah. Yeah. He he did the deceiver. Um, it, it was. It's probably like a a Great Lakes style fly. Um, so you know the those Michigan guys and and stuff yeah. like that are the ones that really started to. To, to make it big and <laughs> what it is now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, most people think of when you, when you think of a double deceiver, it's it's probably that Mike Schmidt version of the double deceiver. Yep. And uh, it's just a beast. It's awesome. Such a good fly. That's cool. Um, so, you know, we're we're throwing that on on probably on, on average, probably at least like a 30 foot head. So uh, the sinking portion of the line is 30 feet long. Mm-hmm. So um, you can cast it short and still get it to sink, or you can still cast, you know, that that whole 70 feet and still get all the sink you need for the whole retreat. So gotcha. um, there's there's nothing hard about this. It, it's yeah. uh, there's nothing heavy. Uh, the line the line is maybe a little bit heavy to get used to. What is the line? If if you had to say, if I want to go buy one right now, what what, what would be a, a a company or a line if I wanted to get it? What that you think <laughs> is? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I'm glad you asked because I didn't want to throw it out there myself. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I helped I helped Cortland design uh, their their line of integrated streamer specific lines that's awesome i was just talking to john and uh, and brooks here this this week oh, nice. yeah yeah we were chatting they're wow. gonna i'm gonna have brooks come on here probably in a couple of months so yeah no this is this is perfect timing so yeah so Cortland and i love the Cortland story because you know just briefly i'll tell you my i've been in fly fishing a long time and i remember when i was a kid Cortland 
was was one of the companies that that I used a lot, right? And um, sure, and, yeah, and they were great, and they've been around forever. But they kind of took a little bit of a, they kind of seemed like they disappeared, but but they're back, right? They got new ownership, oh, yeah. and, and they're kind of back, and they got people like yourself doing good things. So yeah, so so take us from there. So so Cortland has a, a good streamer line that you helped design, right? I um they the way I the way I look at streamer fishing is um you you have to cover all of your bases like like I kind of started to allude to earlier you, you're 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 handicapping yourself um whenever you try to do this as far as you know how many numbers you're going to fish uh you know you're not you're not patterning fish quote unquote you know most most people can go to a river and figure out a way to catch fish what is patterning what is pat- patterning or so, so like if you're patterning fish, if, if you go to the river and you've got a oh, patterning, say right. Got, right. If you've got like the standard nine foot five weight fly rod, you can go figure out a way to catch fish. Just, I mean, almost any time. I, mean, I, I kind of feel like if you give me a five weight and put me on any river yep. that has trout in it, I'm going to figure and out a, a way to catch an Adams or an El Caracatus or some like yep. whatever. Yeah. Oh, or swinging a wet fly or, or a wet fly, you know, yeah. just something nipping. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to do it. But when, when you decide to go to the river and you are going to put your head down and do the streamer fishing the way you need to do it to, to see the results that everybody's looking for that, that fish of a lifetime, you have to leave the five weight at home, leave it. Yep. Because everybody, everybody will want to use it as a crutch and try to start catching fish because, you know, we're not looking for numbers. We're, we're not looking for numbers at all. I, I am really happy on a day where we moved two fish that are north of 22, 23 inches mm-hmm. and didn't even feel, didn't even, didn't even get them to eat. But you, you get, you watch someone yeah. <laughs> on the on the bow of a drift boat that has never moved to fish like that. And it's very visual, like, like the style of fishing we do, you see everything that happens to the fly. You're sitting there watching it swim back to the boat all the time. And anything that happens to that fly, you have a bird's eye view of it. And I've seen, I've seen guys go pale and sit down when they saw (laughs) a fish explode on it. Um, like, like I thought I was going to lose a guy once. No kidding. (laughs) I thought, I thought, uh, and he was a young guy, um, it, but it was absolutely one of the craziest things I've ever seen in, in the whole fishing world. But, um, you know, that's, that's what we're looking for. So, you know, if you, if you have, if you're wanting to do this right, you have to give yourself the best chance that you can, because you're telling the fish how you're going to catch them, which is not typically the way the world works in fishing. (laughs) You know, typically we try to figure out the way the fish want to be caught. Whereas in streamer fishing, we're saying, no, we're going to throw this one big fly all day long and be happy if we don't catch anything. Yeah. So if you, when, when you, when you go back into fly line, if you say, okay, I'm going to go to the river and, um, and, the river's maybe a little bit higher than it normally is. So I have a fly line that needs to sink a little bit deeper now. So I have a totally different fly line for that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I would maybe the next day that, you know, the river may have have dropped out or something like that. So, so they have sink rates on these, these, these fly lines that I was, I talked about the first 30 feet of line being the sinking portion of the line. 
So sometimes they've got one, uh, they've got some that are just, in, in, they're called intermediate lines. And they just, yep. just kind of sink, you know, they just kind of yep. break the surface. They don't float, but they just kind of break the surface and kind of get down. Um, now, then they'll go to like a T3, which will sink about three inches per second. Yeah. And then they have a T6 and a T9. So whenever I go to the river myself, I, and I don't even do spools anymore. I just have three reels that mm-hmm. are set up all the time. I have a T3, a T6, and a T9 all the time. Gotcha. They will. I will always have those in my boat. So, so you know, the little things that you can control, um, which in streamer fishing is is not a lot. You know, there's there's not a lot you can control. Uh, but you know for a fact if 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 you're just fishing a, a fishing a certain fly that's just not getting down enough. You know, it just doesn't seem like it's getting down. Switch to a new line and then, ah, okay, you're better. You feel like, you know, you feel like your odds are better that way. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Here you go. FTJ Angler has a great fall edition that's out right now. You can find Lucas Stevens, who visits Winston Fly Rods in the uh, fall edition for an insider look at and a rare interview with writer Ted Leeson, someone I hope to have on the podcast soon. Patrick Wall pays homage to Harry Lemire's tied in hand Atlantic salmon flies displayed in the Marguerite Salmon Museum. Boots Allen takes us to the pond with a masterclass in Stillwater. Dennis Dobble travels to Scotland in search of Atlantic salmon. Plus, FTJ Deputy Editor Henry Hughes with a mysterious fly fishing story and Nora Etsy with her poem, No Business, which I actually tried to read unsuccessfully a few podcasts ago. I'm not sure if you remember hearing that, so... Um, I'd love it if you could press pause right now, head over to ftjangler.com and subscribe so you get the next issue delivered right to your inbox. That's ftjangler.com. Sofflygear.com, led by chief apparel guru and U.S. youth fly fishing all-star James Carlin, has a clothing line you're going to love. Sofly's mission to produce clothes that look good, perform well, can be worn on and off the water, and most importantly, are manufactured under rigorously sustainable methods. How do they do it? Bamboo, in a single word, a fabric that is buttery soft to the touch, durable, sun-resistant, and embossed with original designs and artwork. I've been wearing the Sofly hoodie on my last couple of uh, steelhead trips, and it's been a game changer. Whether hot or cold, wet or dry, I've been uh, feeling perfect in pretty much all conditions. I just I t- haven't taken this thing off. I mean, it's been it's been pretty awesome. So, totally support Sofly here. If you're ready to up your apparel game with this uh, lifestyle fly fishing gear uh, brand, head over to SoflyGear.com. That's S-O-F-L-Y gear.com to get started today. And like I said, I've been loving it. So uh, pick up a hoodie and you'll be like me and you'll be good to go. Okay, back to the show. You're talking about the T3, T9, all that stuff. And that resonates a lot of the people probably listening now because we have a lot of steelhead anglers on here who you don't know all about the the t and the sinking lines but um but how deep are you getting that so if you're say you're making a 50 foot cast you, i guess it sounds like you're spotting fish or you you know where these fish are holding how, how deep are you getting it down and maybe talk about that when you make that cast okay so so whenever we are whenever we start to target fish we're, we're actually targeting areas um we it's 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 completely blind we we, we have no clue Typically, if you see a big brown trout, 
you're not going to, you're not going to, and you may cast to it. You're not going to hook that yeah. fish. It's just not going to happen. Um, we are, we are trying to get the instincts, like the, the predator side of a brown trout. Uh, we're trying to get those instincts sparked. So, yeah. so think musky. I mean, basically yeah. I've, I've had so many people compare the type of fishing that we do to musky fishing. The only difference is we don't do a figure eight. No, <laughs> no. Oh, that's, and, but I tell you what, there are times when I've seen brown trout act so musky like that they'll come up to the side. And I've got a, I row a 16 foot clacka. So it's not, okay. you know, it's not like a, it's not like a little tiny boat that's floating down the river. I've seen, I've seen brown trout that are north of 24 inches eat within oar length of my boat. I could have hit them oh, wow. with the oar. So, so they have a predator mindset. They really do. So what we're doing is we're, we're casting to the areas that are, that are prime for predator brown trout to be able to ambush something. So, um, you know, ideally there's a drop off, there's a change in the bottom structure, um, or there is some structure, you know, there yeah. could be a lay down a, a tree laying down or, you know, a big clump of rocks or, you know, just something like that. We're, we're constantly scanning the bank, uh, for a change. Okay. Any kind of how do you find that when you're scanning the bank for how would you see a change in the bottom of the river? Is it clear enough you're seeing that or are you just kind of guessing? Sometimes it is, but um one of the one of the the coolest things that I think that most people don't really think of whenever they go to a river is um however the bank that you can see is laying, typically that's the way it'll go into a river too. So mm. so if you have a flat bank yeah, that like is sandy beach or something like that exactly like typically it's going to be a lazy kind of like a gravel bar if you yeah. have a gravel bar typically that's going to be boring water because <laughs> yeah. it's it's going to be a gravel bar coming into the river whereas on the other side of the river you may have like a sheer drop that is just like this bluff or something like that that's going into the river it's going to typically do that as it goes down deeper into the river too yeah so so use your eyes, especially with gotcha. a brand new river. If you've, if you've never been to a river, um, the bank you're actually looking at is a great, yeah. great, even if you can't see into the river, say the river's chocolate milk, the bank you're looking at will give you some kind of idea as to how it's going to lay as you get into the river. Yep. That's so, a good tip. Um, yeah, it's, that's one of the biggest tips I can tell mm-hmm. anybody is it's it's because so many go so many people go to a, a river that they've never fished before and haven't had time to learn it you know where where all the drop-offs are and and you know, stuff like that and if you can just read a bank uh, it tells you so much and that's why wood can be so cool is that you see some large wood sticking out you know there's scouring going around that and i mean do you find that browns really love to be around wood structures or is that not a critical piece you know, I think, I think it kind of depends on the Browns. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you go to Michigan, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, here, it's not so much. It, uh, we don't, well, number one, we don't have near as much of it. Um, so, you know, I, th- I think it's, I think it's an opportuni- opportunistic type of thing. Um, if, if there is a drop off, like, like in my area, we are, we are limestone. Like we have long limestone rocks that are miles and miles long that hmm. just have gravel on them. So every once in a while you'll see you know, limestone sticking out and oh, wow. um, that creates a drop off. And so, so any like drop off, any, any change 
in the river bottom. Uh, it's, 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 it seems so weird. It, it, it is pretty generic to say that, but any change in the in the river bottom, even color, a change in color or, or density of rocks or something like that is going to change the structure of the bottom. Yeah. The, there's a reason there's a color change in the bottom yep. and it's not going to just magically change color with it being flat, <laughs> you right, know? Right. Um, so, so I look for color changes and, and, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so when we are making these casts, um, ideally we want to, we want to have this, this comfort zone with how deep we want to get the fly. And, you know, it's, it's never perfect it, and it can never be perfect because, you know, like when you're nipping, if you're, if you're in a drift boat and you're nipping, you're, you never have the exact perfect depth. You can't, yeah. it's, it's impossible. But if you're waiting, you can kind of figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that if you're in one spot, you can kind of set your indicator to where, you know, you're ticking bottom the whole time and you're good to go. You just really can't do that streamer fishing because you have to keep moving. Because what we're doing is um, we're, we're making one cast to the bank. Okay. And these are so predator-driven that I don't even think we're trying to feed them. I, yeah. you'll, I've, I've seen these fish do the craziest things, but it's, it's not like they were trying to eat it. They're just trying to kill it. It's a kill yeah. thing. It's not a, it's not a oh, I'm going to eat that. It's a, no, no I'm going to punch you right in your face. <laughs> That, that's cool. And so that's basically what you guys do. You're kind of working your way down. And are you, are you just, are you anchoring up or are you just kind of slowly drifting down and casting? We, we never stop. Oh, the you only time we so you, gotcha. is when we're going to stop for lunch or stop. Oh, and wow. So, so you, what if you, <laughs> what if you're coming down and you make a cast and you see a fish, how do you, do you make, how do you make more casts of that fish? Nine times out of 10, uh, the way it's going to work is, uh, if you move a fish, so, so basically, um, it, it, it's, it's the coolest thing. It's the coolest part of streamer fishing is, is you get to, you get to see it. So, uh, what happens is you've been casting for the last two hours and you've watched this fly swim back to the boat for two hours, hmm. you know, then all of a sudden you make a cast and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking like fish commit suicide to kill this fly huh. come at, sometimes coming out of the water to, to kill this fly. Um, it's, and it's that, you know, like I, said, I keep going back to that predator instinct. If you haven't seen it, do whatever you can to at least see this happen in your lifetime because it's the crazy thing. Um, so if you get a big blow up on a bank, nine times out of 10, that fish is done. If you don't hook that fish right then you're done. Yeah. It just keep moving. Hmm. Um, every once in a while, they might they might do it. So sometimes, if you have two people in a drift boat, and the guy in the front gets a big blow up, I yell at yeah. the guy in the back of the boat. Make it the guy in the back of the boat. Get the fly in the water. Move the fly through there. You know something happened. Typically, it doesn't happen. You know it's so you get two passes immediately, and yeah, it's gotcha. tip, nine times out of ten. That's it. Just keep moving. Yeah, uh, that fish blew up on it and uh, expended a bunch of energy <laughs> to to do it, and um, and they're done. That's they're right. Done. 
That's right. That's so. the energy. Okay. And I'll, and I'll, I'm not, we're not going to get into the strip retreat. I, I, I'll, uh, like I noted, Kelly Gallup was on in a past episode. We talked about right. different retreats. I've had a few different streamer but, uh, guests on. So, um, but yeah, no, that was good. I love how you painted the picture there. Anything else we want to talk about? We kind of, you know, I guess the drift boat, I mean, it can pe- somebody go out to that area and just walk and wade and kind of do the same thing, find some of those fish. Is that doable? It's kind of hard. Yeah. Uh, it- we're, we're, we're talking like medium-sized streams to very large streams. Oh, okay. Yeah, these are so, big streams. Yep. You know, sometimes um, sometimes you can, but we want water. That's that's kind of that's a, that's kind of a big thing too. If it's you know like the White River, if if they shut the water off out of the dam, um, we're not going to go throw streamers that gotcha. day because it's just it's just not. You need big yeah. Water. We need water. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's harder. You can you can do it. Um, so many people have private drift boats now though yeah you know people that do not guide have drift boats they sell as many drift boats to people that do not guide as they do guide yeah no i know and it's cool i i want to give a shout out to the you mentioned clackacraft i'm actually doing a little uh mini series i'm calling it on drift boats i'm doing a little history of of drift boats i'm like a kind of a drift boat fanatic i'm going to be interviewing some of the founders uh from all the companies hopefully including clack uh, craft and some of the other companies so yeah stay tuned i'll put a link uh, in the show notes for that as well um, nice i can't wait for that. I'm, I'm looking forward to that I yeah yeah it, it should be fun i'm gonna do a oh you know the cool thing is the history i think it's i don't know well, that's the whole thing i want to dig into exactly the history because like the mckenzie style boats and some of the prams and and then you had the whole I'm not sure if you ever heard of martin's boat if you haven't heard of that um watch that youtube video that's it's called um, oh. i think it's called martin's boat but it's martin linton he's a guy he's an old timer who passed away but he was a guy who rode the grand canyon in in, in a drift boat <laughs> yeah and they were specially made uh, but watch the first uh, minute of that video on youtube and you'll be like holy crap now that's some white water but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm hoping to dig into that and hear how the, you know, the whole history of how it all, you know, how we got to where we are, because now, I mean, you got Clacka, you got Hyde, you got, I mean, I can think of a dozen drift boats that are all like amazing. Right. I mean, there's oh, a whole, yeah. there's a whole bunch of them. And, uh, um, so anyways, I just want to give a shout out to that, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously, like you said, we could, we could dig into fly design for, uh, you know, two hours, uh, here, but, um, I'm trying to, you know, I guess the topics here, we, we talked a little bit about the fishing and, uh, you know, maybe before we move on, is there anything else just generally we want to hit on if somebody was going out there, if they say did have a drift boat, they, they wanted to follow some of your videos, tie some flies and just go try the, the streamer game on their home river. Uh, any other things you want to throw out there? Oh yeah. I, um, you know, this, this style of fishing will work anywhere. Uh, it's, it's just, all you have to do is, uh, it, it'll work for rainbows. It'll work for smallmouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll for largemouth, it, it it's a, it's a, it's just a. It, it, you can size up or size down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like like oh, in the driftless, just like oh, yeah. going to the exact opposite. Like we have big rivers here, but if you go to the driftless, like they're small, but there are brown trout in there that are you know, for their rivers, they're big brown trout. Yeah. And um, and I've gone up there with like a six weight. It just uh-huh. sized my fly down a little bit and did the exact same thing I'm doing um, from a drift boat. Yep. Uh, just keep moving. Just pound the bank and keep moving. And oh my gosh, oh, no. I had a ball. So I mean, it it is it's very doable on uh, any any, any stream. river, especially any stream. rivers that have 
that, that have brown trout. Gotcha. So pretty much any stream, you size it down, you know, you're using six, eight, nine inch flies, but you could size it down and I guess, you know, size it down to whatever size you want to, you know, give a shot on your stream and then do kind of what we're talking about. Cast, find those areas you think are good, cast in and, and, and the strip, maybe just do a quick little on the retrieve. What is, what do you think is the most common strip retrieve you do? Yeah, it, it really depends on the fly. Yeah. Um, I, I've I've actually had the conversation with with Kelly about okay. uh, that double deceiver. What if it, if that was the pattern? Okay, okay. Um, you know, I I'm going. I'm a guy that uh, I don't want the rod tip to move. Okay. I, I rod tip either in the water or right at the water level and not moving. Because, oh wow! Yeah, I know. <laughs> so so no, yeah, that's that's your Kelly Gap. So so no jerk uh, strip exactly. or whatever. <laughs> So the, and the only, the only issue is not everybody is Kelly Gallup. I've, I've been lucky enough to fish with Kelly. Um, I know Kelly well, he's a, he's a great guy. I'm lucky enough to consider him a buddy. Yeah. Um, and I, and I love to, (laughs) I love to argue with him about it. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, not everybody's Kelly Gallup. You know, Kelly has this, this ability to, to move the rod tip and, and keep it where it needs to be right. where I've seen, I've seen a lot of people come Pull into my out. boat. Exactly. And yeah. they'll, if they start to the jerk strip, they'll move the, the rod tip and then the rod tip is almost behind them by oh, the time yeah. they're done. I can see that. And I'm yelling at them. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. If you get an eat now, you're done. You know? Um, so, so I'm a guy that I put the rod tip in the water. Yeah. Put the rod tip in the water. And sometimes if you're in a drift boat and you're in deep water, even with your sinking line, I'm six eyes deep in the water of the rod. Oh, wow. I have as much rod tip as I can deep in the no water. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, nine just, foot rod? Just, yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nine times. Most of the time it's, it's a nine foot rod. Um, so, so like if you are, um, if you're there, I'm, I'm a guy that's going to, have a very sharp, quick strip. So, uh, we always talk about a, a strip strike, you know, and we don't, we don't set the hook like a nymph fisherman or something like that, because that just, most of the time that just totally messes you up. So, mm-hmm. uh, what I do is if I'm going to use a, a strip strike, why not just strip like that every single time? So it animates the fly really well. Hmm. So what I tell most people is, you know, you're going to strip about 15 to 18 inches. Very, very, very sharp. Like, like sharp. At the end of the day, your rod, your casting hand is not going to be tired. Your stripping hand should be tired. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the kind of thing. So um, short and real quick strips. So it moves the fly really well. You get a great head shake, great pause, you know, because yeah. it gives it momentum and then it dies. So once that oh. momentum dies, the, the fly turns. Turns. That, so man, that's, that's beautiful. Right. That's so you have that short, quick strip. And then if you get an eat, it's just the same strip. Huh. So if you're, if you're doing it over and over and over, um, now it it is like I said it's very visual. The eat is very visual, so it's <laughs> it you know nobody knows what's going to happen and how everybody's going to react whenever you get an eat. But you know ideally you're just going to do that same strip and everything's over and yeah. you're you're fighting fish. So that's that's where I okay. tend to go. But you know you can change your cadence. Sure. That's the thing. You don't want to 
you don't want to do that that strip 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 it depends on the water you're in uh depends on the structure that your fly is getting ready to swim to um you know a lot of times a not stripping is the best thing you can do when you make a cast because if you start stripping you're going to strip away from all the good stuff so sometimes strip 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 and wait and you see like a big rock coming and you know your fly because you can see your fly um you can yeah. see, you can see a rock coming let it let it swim to the rock uh-huh. and then swim it around the rock. Swim it around. yeah just uh you're just you're constantly scanning constantly looking um it all makes sense. It really does. I've never had somebody get in the boat and say, this is totally opposite from anything I've ever done because it's just fishy. You know, you're just thinking fishy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. Uh, well, you know, like I said, we're, we were not going to be able to cover it all. I wanted to bring us back to the YouTube channel as we, as we kind of take it out of here. And, um, I've actually, it's funny because I've actually got, uh, Kelly coming back on here soon. We're going to, we're going to actually do a dry fly, uh, episode or something like that. I, we're not sure, but we kind of joke talking on email about all the, um, he said, we're going to talk about some of the, uh, the porn names again, you know, because all the, are guys out there, are they still, because Kelly joked about that in the last one, are they still coming up with the crazy, is that still a thing or where are the, what's the naming thing at now with the new streamers? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's slowed down a little bit because it's gotten pretty commercial. Oh, right. Um, you know, you know what I mean? Even, even Kelly had to, yeah. <laughs> had to kind of pump the brakes on some of the names yeah. of his his patterns uh, and they sh- kind of shortened some of his names. Oh, they did. <laughs> so, so you, right. Yeah. They shortened them. I gotcha. <laughs> so it's a little commercial. Um, yeah. So some of the companies and actually um, Kelly's flies are with a, a lot of his flies are with Montana fly company. And I just oh, had yeah. it picked up for uh, with MFC. Oh, cool. So my, my first commercial pattern is going to come out in 2021. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, it's cool. I'm excited. What, what's that but, one? Um, Can you talk about it? It's called, yeah, it's called the knucklehead. It's, uh, you know, the way I, the way I kind of talk about fly patterns is if, if a new fly pattern doesn't fix a problem with another fly pattern or give it a different kind of swim that you're looking for, it's, then it just becomes a novelty. Yeah. You know, it, it yep. just doesn't make any sense. So, so I kind of designed this fly to be a, a keel fly and it'll keel like the hooks will always be up and down. Mm-hmm. They won't, it's not going to fall on its side. So it's got these foam, um, uh, this kind of a foam head just on top and they're little strips of foam. So it's like this gnarly looking foam stripped head that's kind of trimmed like a deer hair head. Mm-hmm. So I call it the knucklehead. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, but, uh, yeah, we're working out, um, uh, you know, the, we're, we're actually just doing the fine tweaking now and Montana fly company will have it. It'll be in fly shops awesome. in 2021. So, That's cool. Cool. Yeah. And you're working for, and aren't you doing some stuff? I think you mentioned it when we were talking before on, is it the Flyman fishing company? Maybe you can talk about oh. some of the other companies you're working with and you're, you're doing stuff with. Right. So, um, so I've, I've, since I started doing these, these videos, I've kind of gotten, pretty good at putting a fly tying video together and uh i i can i can do it get it knocked out and um have pretty good quality and and stuff like that so um about a year ago a little over a year ago i was approached by flyman fishing company to not i'm not not totally take over their youtube channel but basically to do a at least a single 
uh, flight tying video per month. So, uh, which is, which is the style that I do my, my channel in too. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, uh, it's a little different than my, my streamer channel. Um, they, they let me kind of do my own thing with it, but, um, I do nymphs. I do, uh, gosh, I just did a mouse pattern. Mm. Um, I've, I've done like a flat wing and done some steelhead stuff and done some saltwater oh, wow. stuff. Um, so it's, you know, just covers the whole gamut, uh, that flyman flyman's YouTube channel. Um, we do, we have, we do everything, but I do speed some stuff up, but I do a lot more talking okay. in their, in their, on their channel. So, um, it's a little bit more maybe educational, um, with a little bit of like, even like B roll for, um, product whenever i show a product and sure, stuff like, like the, that you had the recently i saw the the flyman uh the the tester right tester tank oh right yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a flyman i watched that, that was a uh so that's a new uh, what is that new uh fly tank they have right oh yeah which is pretty yeah. cool actually it, which is like a great you know you think you always see you hear a lot about the fly testers but then you know it's like okay here it is if you want to grab one just go get your own and w- what was that what do you did you know the cost on that i'm just curious 149 yeah. it's under 150 yeah, just 150, under one just under one yeah so that's probably about right okay and and so you did a, a little bit of a like a promo a little unboxing for them right yeah i did i did a little unboxing um i i had to have my uh i have teenagers so i had to have one of my teenagers be my stunt my stunt double because i had to run the camera so i did this all this cool camera movement and and stuff like this and 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 still made it look like it was me that it was unboxing. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah, it was. That's so, right. That's good. He had, he had to wear the shirt, but you know, I, I actually told him thank you in that video at some point. Yeah, but, I, saw um, that. I saw it. Is the unboxing when you do those unboxings? Is there? Do you send people? Is it kind of like a, you get an affiliate link to send people to, or you get a commission, or how how does that work? On, or is that just a promo you're doing for working with them? It's actually um, the the whole unboxing thing kind of got started with the fly tying tips videos they mm-hmm. uh i would randomly start getting stuff uh, i i opened something at the beginning of the fly tying tip uh, a single fly tying oh, tips gotcha. video they just sent it to and you it, for free yeah it was cool so it was like a it, this was actually like a fan i say fan i hate to yeah God, that seems so weird you <laughs> know but um they sent like a letter and then some stickers and then a fly to me Oh, and I cool. was just like, oh, cool. I'll open this up while I'm on a tying tips video because I do some more talking and stuff like that. And then it just kind of went crazy. So uh, I've got some stuff that I've got like a, a stack of stuff that I'm going to go through and like unbox. And um, I don't do anything like halfway. I I like I'm just no, I'm never going to be that guy that just that just opens a box and that, that I'm done. This is yeah. it. this is what. It is. So. Yeah, I, I end up getting myself into stuff that I, I'm like, how did I get myself into this? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's it's cool. Yeah, so basically you just do, I mean, you, they they gave you that, so you're just kind of doing to, to kind of promote their stuff. And yeah, well, it's right. a cool product. You're not going to do open up a product that kind of sucks, right? It's, it's going to exactly. be decent. Exactly. That's, that's always, because you know, I've, I've gotten stuff in the past, that, and I've gotten offers to for, for people to, to send stuff. Um, and... And it was always with a caveat that you know we'd, we'd like you to make a video on this. Yeah. And and I'll tell them you know I'll send it, but uh, there's no if I don't like it, I'm not gonna do a video. No. Because I don't do a video where I 
where I dog something. I'm not no. going to do that. No, that doesn't no. do any good. And, um, you know, some people might like what what they have. So if I had put a video out saying, saying this thing is just crap, you know, I just don't do that. So, I know. Um, so I, I have some stuff that, you know, I may I may or may not, you know, do a video on. I, I know I've got two or three things right now that I'm definitely going to do a video on. I've got an anchor right now that is so awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Is that the new anchor that doesn't get caught up? It's uh, Well, it's it's the uh, the tornado. Yeah, the anchor. tornado. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It is real. It is. uh, I was just. I mean, even if this is (laughs) being a drift boat guy, yeah, uh, yourself. Oh yeah. uh, If you get your hands on one of these things, it's. I'm gonna check it out. Our local fly shop uh, was promoting one, and um, yeah, I'll definitely. I love. I've you know. I think maybe I don't think I've ever had to cut an anchor off, but I've had it stuck pretty bad sometimes. Where literally it was. Yeah, I thought I was gonna have to. Um, what, what do you use? I'm just curious on the oars, uh, your boat, what, what do you use for oars? I'm a Sawyer guy. Yeah. You're Sawyer. Like wood or, or composite or. Yeah. Yeah. Wood. I'm a, well, um, I, I'm, I'm on wood now. Um, but I'll, I'll probably do like a hybrid next. Yeah. I, you know, my yeah, God. They, they Sawyer makes some, um, I can't remember that. I always get, I used to have some smokers, but the, they make one that's a, my friend has, it's like counterbalance. So literally there's no weight on them when they're just, right. yeah, the, I haven't used, I kind of, yeah. Yeah. I've got my eyes on those too. Yeah. That's, I'm a hundred percent sure that, uh, that my next pair will be like a, that, that hybrid Sawyer that's counterbalanced and yeah. uh, it's just, they're that's, just, that's what I'm going uh, I'm going for that for me partially, but mainly because my daughters are, they're like six and eight right now and they're just on the oars. So I want to get them something where they could actually row the boat. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I think if I get those, I think I'll, they'll be able to like uh, fast track them to rowing me down the river sooner than later. <laughs> you know, I never even thought about that. Uh, it really would help. Uh, so they don't have to lift and have the, the extra weight of pushing down and lifting and, that that makes sense. I didn't. My boys didn't uh, didn't get a chance to do that. I was on composite when they were little. Me too. I, I <laughs> so, still am. I know. I, I still. I've got a cataract, uh, some oars, and they're just they're fine for me. I, I actually like them. But yeah, the wood oar man. There's something about that thing bending. You know, there's nothing like wood, and it bends in the water. Right, um, right. That's the cool thing I'm yeah. loving about the drift boat series. Again, you know, not talking a lot about drift boats here, but the wood boats, right, is a really cool thing too. Because I mean, when's the last time you saw a wood boat on your river? Actually, it's you kind of lot? funny. I've got, I've got a buddy that built one, and um, and it's a big, huge Mackenzie style, like high side, yeah, beast. Wow, like it, it's it not not meant for around here at all. Who's the company? What's the, was it a, pro, a kit project? No, he made it himself. Oh, wow. He just he created just himself. Do, right. Damn. It was, uh, and it's, it, it's great. He's since moved on from that boat. Uh, he'll always have it, of course, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's since moved on he, and he went the exact opposite. He went to, uh, it's, we've got a, a company here that does river boats, the, oh, really? the big river John boats, you know, those 20 foot long boats that are skinny. Oh yeah. So um, not drift boats. No, but they started doing a skiff. They started building a skiff very recently, and it is phenomenal. Really? How's a skiff? How's a skiff different from a drift boat? Um, technically, it's a drift boat, um, but it's not. It doesn't come to a point. Oh, uh, it's more yeah, it's flat on both ends. 
Right. Or, or pretty flat pretty anyway. Flat. It's, it's yeah. And they're kind of square stern and bow. Um, gotcha. But they've got rocker to them. Oh, but they are. So you could run, you could run some, some rapids if you had to. Yeah. Right. So you just can't run like much because like, like I run a low pro. Um, so I can, I can go over like a standing wave, you know, and let that bow slap down into water and not even, you know, worry about it. These, if you do that too hard on these, they'll take water over the front of them. So gotcha. <laughs> yeah, they're a little different, but they're really, really nice, but we just don't have that much of that kind of water around here. So we don't yeah. really have to worry yeah. about it. You don't worry we have about to worry it, about yeah. wind. <laughs> so, oh, right, right. And there's the clack, the clack that does some, does good with the wind. That, well, the the skiffs do really oh, good with the wind because yeah. there's just no footprint above the water. It's just short, you know. It's just they're they're really really nice. But, That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Well, we got we got sidetracked to get on the uh, on the <laughs> drip boats, but well, I guess we'll we'll take it out of here and I get let, let's just do the two twenty two and take us out of here. I mean, you mentioned some tips and flies and stuff, but if we had to narrow this down. Again, maybe we'll just keep it on the uh, the streamer fishing. If you talk, um, you know, two tips you want to throw. Would you rather throw out two tips on streamer fishing or two two fly tying tips? Ooh, what, what's easier? What do you think would be easier to, or what do you think would be the most value to leave somebody with? Let's listen. Right oh, that's uh that's a <laughs> that's a really good question. Probably. On the on the fishing side of things, okay, that would probably be the easiest yeah. so, way to do. So let's take um, it. So, like we said, we got everybody lined up. They got their court in line, they got their rod, they they got their flies, and they're going out there and they're and they're getting ready to make a cast. What 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 sort of tips would you give them for the day, or a couple of tips? In all seriousness, I think the like I know the best tip that I can give. Uh, is even before you start to make a cast or anything for the day, it's, it's typically, um, your, your state of mind whenever you get to the river and your game plan and stuff like that. It, mm-hmm. Um, it, this is work. Streamer fishing is it's work no matter how you look at it, but put your head down and keep making casts. I, I've seen this, I've seen this happen on the first cast of the day and I've seen it happen on the last cast of the day. Um, where somebody caught their biggest fish of their life. So, and again, then it can happen anywhere in between. But if you, if you sit there and watch the fly swim back and you start getting bored and you start yeah. stop paying attention and stuff like that, you're not going to fish the fly as effectively as, as no. you normally would. So, um, the biggest tip hands down that I can give people is keep making those casts, keep your mind in the game. If, if it's switching, the color of the fly, just to make you feel better, to bring mm-hmm. you back in, then that's that is the greatest thing you can do. Is keep yourself engaged hmm. um, and yeah. and keep your head down and keep going. Just keep grinding. Do you switch? Uh, Kelly mentions his like he switches between like five or seven <laughs> colors. Are you a switch? Are you switching every five minutes? No, I I'm exactly the opposite. Okay, um, <laughs> like I will. I'm of the mind frame that that. Um, like I said, we were, we're not patterning these fish we're, and in all seriousness, um, we're trying to piss these fish off. We're not trying to, to, to be nice to them and try to feed them nicely. We're trying to make them mad and get them, you know, going. So, um, it just takes one cast and, and I've seen it happen on, um, you know, like the craziest time I had, I had one fish. This actually may be 
I like the best thing I can do right now. Okay. Let's, let's, let's do this. Um, I had a fisherman that taught me more in one sentence than I learned, uh, like in a year of streamer fishing on my own. Um, he, he had this horrible fly on it. It wasn't this beautiful thing that was, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but he made the cast and this fish blew up behind us on the other side of the boat. So he turns around, <laughs> throws a fly over there, hangs the fish, proceeds to land this 26 inch Brown. <laughs> um, and he looks at me and he said, man, that fish would have eaten a Snickers bar if I threw it over yeah. there. And it would have done something to a Snickers bar. I promise you. If 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 a Snickers bar would have landed in the water, there would be <laughs> teeth marks on a Snickers bar. So I, you will never get me to believe that this is something that you know, constantly switching flies and and constantly doing that stuff um, is going to help you that much. We're yeah. not looking for numbers. We're looking for that one fish that's ready to eat whatever comes its, into its zone. You know. Gotcha. Um, and I'm actually going to, I'm, I'm working on a video of this because <laughs> we talked about earlier for flymen. I did uh, like some, some saltwater stuff and stuff like this. I, I tied a pink squid fly. I'm going to take a pink squid fly fishing for brown trout just to prove that it doesn't matter. Yep. There you go. <laughs> and I'm going to catch fish. So, there yeah. And are you going to video? Are you going to uh, get that on video? Oh, I'll definitely do yeah, a video nice, of that. One. Nice. All right. Cool. And so let, let's take let's just keep going on this. So we got um so how about a couple of flies? You, you got two flies you can take, two streamers. What what are those two flies? Oh, I'm 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 gonna go two swim flies. Um I'm gonna definitely have uh the knucklehead. I, I, yeah. I know that's the painfully obvious one. Yep. Uh, but it's it's a smaller form factor. Um the colors are great, and I know it's gonna swim exactly the way I want it to swim. Um, but then I'm going to take, um, take a, a pattern that one of my buddies, his name's Steve Daly. He's a guy that's on the white river. He's, he's an, he's an, a Tasmanian guy. He's got a funky accent. Hmm. He designs, he designs great flies, um, that he calls going back to these crazy names. He calls the lap dancer. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. it's a head heavy fly, um, that, that, is going to get down a little deeper, a little quicker. So I've got two different zones covered. Uh, I've got, you know, the swim, the swim fly zone covered where I'm going to get where I need to be, uh, with the line. And then I've got a head heavy fly that is going to get down in those deeper zones where I really need to get super deep. Perfect. Perfect. And what about a couple resources? Anything else? We talked about a few different people on here. Where would you send somebody if they wanted to go deeper into streamers, either fly tying or fishing? Ooh. I mean, I don't um, know if there's like a, it could be book, magazine, resource, YouTube channel, anything you think of. Ooh. Uh, well, uh, there are tons of YouTube channels. Yeah. There uh, are. What are the, what are the top, you, what you do is obviously, you know, pretty unique. What, what are the other top, what, what would be your, what, what, what are you watching when you're not watching your own on for streamers? Oh, nice. Um, what, you know, if I, if I'm going to sit down and watch YouTube tying videos or, or fishing videos or anything like that, um, one of my one of my big go-tos is Gunner Brammer. Yeah, Gunner. Yeah, uh, that dude. He, he has a he has a really cool sense about how he designs flies, um, and how and how he fishes them too. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a he's a great guy. Um, the fly fish food guys oh, yeah. are 
<laughs> really great and still entertaining too. Yeah. Um, I, I have to be entertained. Um, but then you get over like to, um, the European guy oh, right. and, 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 and I, I have, I'm not going to be able to pronounce the name no. of YouTube channel. Um, I know I'm not, but yeah. Andre Sanderson ties a bunch on their stuff and, um, and stuff like that. Those guys, those guys are on a different level when it comes to fly, especially fly colors, like color schemes on flies. I, they put together colors like I have never seen. Hmm. Uh, it's just, just amazing. But then, um, in all seriousness, uh, gear guys, mm-hmm. watch some gear guys. Like um, there's a guy that designs baits like like gear baits his name's marling it's called marling baits um uh-huh. and he designs like some crazy stuff and then he designs some other stuff because we can learn a lot from gear guys like so yeah. much from gear guys so don't don't just get too much into like only fly because mm-hmm. you can learn like um swim bait design and, and how you can get a fly to swim like that if you can if you can kind of put things together, um, pay attention to gear guys. Marley Bates is, he's, he's, man, that guy's awesome. And I just watched him make a bass lure that was a block of wood just to prove oh, wow. that you can catch a fish or anything. It was just a block of wood. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. So it's entertaining too. I, I, I have to be entertained. If yeah. I'm not entertained. Exactly. So right on, Brian. Well, <laughs> if anybody here wants to be entertained, they could head over to uh, Fly Fishing the uh, Ozarks, so your YouTube channel, or go to your website and, uh, and they can find you there. Yep. That's it. All right, man. Hey, thanks for coming on the chat. Uh, I think we uh, we covered uh, a little bit of everything here and gave everybody a taste of, of what you do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll be connecting with you if somebody has a question or, you know, wants to dig in a little deeper. So appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your wisdom. So there you go. If you want to find all the show notes, all the links we covered, just go to wetflyswing.com slash 157. If you'd like to support the podcast and uh, add a small contribution to uh, help keep the light lights on here, you can head over to wetflyswing.com slash members and join the Wetfly Swing Member Society. That would be amazing if you could check that out today. And now I'd like to take a moment and share uh, a poem read by Josh Clausen. And this is coming from the current fall edition of the Fly Fishing and Tying Journal. So uh, Josh, take it away. For the Brook Trout by Greg Keeler. You live hard in the backwaters and eddies where your flesh turns like coal into diamond and you burn orange up the flare of your fins for your own reason. The tracks stunning your back into dark marble and where we would go in sleep if dream were water. Since it's not, we rely on you to show us the way east. When you find size in still waters, four pounds draped over a purist's hand, it leaves no choice. Plato was wrong. All of the West was wrong. This living shadow burns, has weight. There you go. That poem was written by Greg Keeler and read by our own Josh Clausen. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you taking the time to do that. Uh, you can find uh, more of Greg Keeler's work in his book, Trash Fish, or uh, get the fall edition of the Fly Fishing and Tying Journal. Uh, that's uh, ftjangler.com. We appreciate uh, uh, FTJ as a sponsor as well. 
Um, you can also connect with Josh uh, again at the member society, webflyswing.com slash members. Um, you can try, you can actually try a free week over there. I believe we got that going. You can uh, kick the tires and say hi to the to the community over there and see, see if there's some people, uh, see where everybody's coming from. Um, too many uh, amazing, great people and not enough time of the day. That seems to be the problem always. I'm happy, um, I'm happy you were here with me and still listening here at the end of this show. Uh, if you ever have questions, uh, feedback or anything, you can send me an email directly, dave at wetflyswing.com or just send me a DM on social um, at wetflyswing. Um, you know, uh, Facebook, where we're at, we're kind of, uh, we're all over the place. So uh, let me know if we're missing anything, how it's going, and I uh, would love to uh, connect with you if we haven't yet. Wanted to thank you again today and look forward to catching you soon on the next episode, maybe even seeing you on the river or online. Tim, Tim, I'm going to get on the river, buddy. Buddy, it's coming. Hopefully we already, we made it happen. All right, out of here. See you guys.